When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to another Forever Arsenal podcast and another one when we're smiling. It's the international break, so we've got two weeks off. And the City result today obviously helped us too. They picked up a point, so we're just a point behind in third place. Tied with Liverpool, I think they've scored a goal more and that's the only thing um, separating us right now. And we've taught them now in fourth place. But we'll talk about all of this as we talk about Arsenal and whatnot. Big up James, Lee and Jordan in the building as always. And how are you feeling, lads? All good. James, it looks like you want to say something or... Like, the intro we've had for a, how long? Two months now, maybe? Yeah. And I just, I just like, actually paid attention to it again. I mean, obviously, I've seen it a million times. But, I mean, that Jordan bit is gold. <laughs> I just yeah. scratching his head. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go that way. And the thing, the thing is, the deleted scenes are probably as good as, <laughs> as what's come out. You know, we need you... to reveal. We need to reveal them at some point. It, it's a great intro. I know we've had it a while, but I still see people kind of commenting it in the comment section. Um, so what well a production and everyone involved. I saw someone asking for an explanation for it last time. Whoever commented that, really? I think it's quite self-explanatory when you really, if you watch the pod and have watched the pod for a little while, and you tie it in with what happens in the in the intro, I think you'll understand. It's it's a nod to the regulars for sure, and I appreciate everyone that has been with us. For a long, long time, but um, should we explain it for anyone who doesn't know? Or... Yeah, go on then. Go well, on then. well, so I want to explain our own bits, Jordan. Your bit, you, you open it. That's fantastic. He, he's muted. That's just oh, God. See, you're off. You're off. I've got you off. <laughs> to be so, to be fair, that wasn't even my fault. That wasn't my fault. That one. Um, no, my bit is a bit of a piss take that apparently I never go to the games and I never know where the stadium is and you know I'm always lost and I'm I don't know whether my way to the Emirates is like ah, which is all which is all nonsense really I, I know where the stadium is I'm down there often and I'm fully in tune to my football club but for banter it, purposes I play a lot. Then it rolls on to me who is obviously breaking down something you know really complex that most people wouldn't understand. And then, Lee, what are you doing? I'm falling asleep because you're lovely intelligent tactics and everything like that, right? You know, so, uh, yeah. um, and of course, I've bantered you all the time if you want to get a good night's sleep. Forget about the pill. Just go over the tactical show. <laughs> the pill. And I'm looking at my watch, people, because 
every time I'm here, I'm waiting for everyone else to come, so I tend to. <laughs> uh, not quite sure that's the real reason. Not quite. That is it, Shirky Shot. I mean, listen, listen. It is what it is. That's the truth. Now we move. We move. I've got a clean slate for about fourteen shows now, mate. Yeah, there's a new. Yeah, mate. fantastic. New fantastic. Something to be proud of. That is circus. Well Something done. to be proud of. That's a fourteen-game winning run. Of course, it is. We do that this yeah. season. We're we're going to win the Premier League, mate. Fourteen-game yeah. winning. Run. <laughs> right, let's get into it. Manager of the month, soon, wouldn't you? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you Cogley will still get it. Yeah. You do that. It still get it because it, it get it because they was leading after ninety minutes. You know what I mean? It's, it's still they forget about that. <laughs> That's all I going around. But listen, forget them. Let's talk about us. Three one win against Burnley. Job done. Three points. And like I said, the results around us worked in our favour. With Liverpool, the only other top four club at the moment, picking up a win on the weekend. Expected win. And we went about it. And I think James used the word professional at one point. It was nervy at one one. But, you know, we was always going to win that game, really. Um, and we did get the job done. Lee, how was it? Yeah, a couple of things. I'm going to have to bring it up. Uh, as I've seen a lot of comments about it. Uh, listen, I, I, I went to... I don't know how I got to the ground. I think I flew. Like, you know what I mean? We was on such a high. Everybody was buzzing around the ground before, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, because we all like Wolves. And um, then... Um, I got into the ground and like the, the atmosphere was really, it's, it's back to the old days, boys. It's nowhere near as as high as it was over the last couple of years. I don't know why it's happening. I don't know if it's because expectations are a little bit more. I don't really know. Like, you know, I think the football is, is a little bit stifling at times. I, you know, I was struggling to keep awake. I think in the, in the first half, I'll be really honest. And um, second half was a lot better, I have to say. But the atmosphere... It's just certainly not not like it was last season. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, people say it's the ballots. People say it's because, you know, um, at Burnley, those sort of games were there last season. But I, I generally like speaking to a few people after the game. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I was used to really be looking forward to any game at the Emirates, whether it would be Burnley, Crystal Palace, Manchester City, Manchester United or Arsenal. But it just seems to be a little bit of a lull in, in the uh, atmosphere. And I felt that it was hard to get going. When it went to 1-1, guys, I, I didn't have a problem, though. I, I, I felt that, you know, oh, Oliver definitely, you know, he, he's never going to give us a push, was he like? Yeah, give every other push, but he wasn't going to give that one. Uh, but I think we responded fantastically well to that, and I never felt that we was going to lose that game. And the, the best thing for me was um, when Vieira got sent off, we, we controlled the game really, really well. Never looked like we was... We, we weren't panic defending or anything like that or really worried about it. We just see out the game in a nice, controlled manner. And I thought it was a, yeah, professional performance, as James said. So I, I felt that it was um, uh, a really, really good professional job. Twice we've done that now. Two really comfortable wins at home. Um, the opposition, not not great. But uh, listen, Raya had to make a very, very good save in the first half. They had the better of the exchanges if I'll be honest in the first 20 minutes and then um we sort of took over but some really really good performance I, I I have to say it's a pleasure watching Saliba play football at times it really is you know what I mean it was he made one mistake in that game but other than that it's just I just think we've got a, gem, a real gem of a player there like really really good and then you just go forward to Declan Rice who just I, I'm going to say it now guys you know he's eight out of ten every game 
eight out of ten every game. You know, that's fantastically, fantastic consistency. Uh, and, and that's the other thing that I will say with being consistent with me. If you have a look at a lot of other teams in the league, a little bit of lack of consistency. I look at Newcastle. Yeah, they beat us. A couple of players missing from their squad and their players are, are arguing with their fans. You know, they certainly weren't doing that at Newcastle a couple of the week before. Very fickle, those Newcastle fans now all of a sudden. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I think that we're being consistent and we're getting the job done. And, uh, you know, at this moment in time, well, what a fantastic game that was today. We've got, I think we've got the best defence in the league now after Man City conceding four today. Uh, is yeah. that right? I think yeah. yeah, so we're 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 in there with Liverpool, and uh, it, 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 um, the, the other thing that I really think, if you have one bad game, I think I'd like, say if Liverpool were to beat Manchester City next week, Manchester City could be top, and by the end of it, could be fourth. So you really, it's it's really tight between the top four at this moment in time. I think Tottenham, for remind me, were top when they and now they lose a game and they're in fourth. So uh, yeah. Can I can I touch on this atmosphere thing? I want to. I wasn't at the Emirates, but I've I've seen it spoken about. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether like the atmosphere should be amazing every single week. I think it should always be good. I think it should always be supportive and allowed to a degree. Um, but you know, I I don't know whether they could do more as a club. To I don't know what the answer is. I I don't know. Is it? Should, should should Arsenal tickets be freely available for all? Should they be prioritising people who are regulars, especially those who kind of kept coming when things weren't good? I, I really don't know the answer. Something says to me it should be anyone should have the same chance, but then the other, I understand the loyalty thing. I, I do think, though, forgetting all of that, I do think what Arsenal have done, and I don't think it's such a bad thing, is almost normalise three points in these games. And if you go back to two, three years, maybe not last season, but the season before that, I think a Burnley at home or a Sheffield United at home or whatever would have felt like a big game because we were chasing top four or because we were <coughs> punching above our weight a little bit and the team were on the up where for so long we were, we were on the decline. We obviously you know, didn't have a year at the Emirates because of the pandemic. And so there was a lot of fueling the atmosphere maybe two years ago. And then last year was such a shock, but also facilitated by the football we played, the early goals. We, we started games, you know, at home against Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, an absolute fire. And and we've kind of normalised winning. But I think that's kind of a good thing. And I almost wonder whether the players maybe prefer, not prefer, but are quite happy to play in a fairly standard atmosphere and just get on with the job because last year felt from a fans and a players and a manager's perspective very emotional everything very heightened everything was bam 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 like headline 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 big stuff look what's going on in the emirates now we kind of normalize it when i look at man city over the years and everything they've achieved i don't think anyone's ever gone well the Et the etihad got them through these moments Do you get what i mean like i i you I'm know not what? necessarily a bad thing i've never i've never i've never heard anyone give that point of view on it but when you were speaking, it actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, even great players and managers have spoken about don't letting not letting emotions get to you at the business end of the season because you've kind of got to keep grounded. But last season, we was kind of all lost in the source for the majority of the season. So the fans played their part in that. Not that that is a, it's a bad thing, but the that whole club was kind of caught up in the moment. It looked like so. Maybe you're maybe you're right on that. My mate said a very good point uh, yesterday. I can't think well, just we've been talking about. It. I don't know if you know it, well, you, you will know it. Like, the North Bank starts saying, We're the North Bank, we're the North Bank, yeah. you know, and then it goes over the clock end. And my mate turned around and said, Oh, look, they're bored. 
<laughs> it, it may be that they do start seeing it because they're a little bit bored. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because the football is not as good as what it is, but or it is that we are winning games now. Like you know, you expect to win the three points. And let's be honest, the last two games have been a breeze, haven't they? I've, I, you know, you haven't had to jump out your seat. It's not been rock and roll football like it was last season, where you 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 know you'd be one nil up, but. Um, the other team would get a chance and it'd be off your seat and frighten you a little bit or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I think this well, could what's, be something. You know. What's crucial is that the, the fans are doing their bit in those tight games where it comes to the margins like Man City. Mm. My, my dad and brother went to that game and I said, what was the atmosphere like? They said, unbelievable. The, the yeah. best they've ever been. Mm. They don't get to go every week. They said that was the best atmosphere they've had at the Emirates for a long, long time. And, you know, when the goal went in, they said it yeah, erupted. Same with that Declan Rice moment. So, yeah, listen, the fans are doing their bit for those games. I, I kind of think that's all that matters. Look at Stamford Bridge. You know, I, I was watching the game, the Chelsea City 4-4. What a game, by the way. Yeah, brilliant. And, you know, you could constantly hear the Stamford Bridge crowd, you know, really behind their team, getting really excited about every attack. Now, part of that is sparked by the football they're playing. But, and this is no slight on Chelsea fans, I don't know if Stamford Bridge is that loud when they played Brentford two weeks ago at home. Maybe it is, I don't know. But the point is, Man City were in town. Mm-hmm. And and the fans, there's a little bit, we'll do our bit, but we need you. So I, I'm a, I'm kind of okay with it. I, I understand some people want it addressed, and I get that. You know, you don't want rumblings, you don't want empty seats. And I, I hear all that. But um, the fans are doing their bit for the big ones. There was a lot of empty seats, though, James. There was a lot of empty yeah, seats. Yeah, and should be a, should, there should be something done about that because there's yeah. no shortage of demand. Someone takes those seats, and, and we should make sure they, they yeah, do. Yeah, well, I'd like to know why there was a lot of empty seats. It was just people just can't be bothered to turn up, or... or... It's, it's burning. Yeah, but there's such a... You know, there's, there's people... Would, there's, there's waiting lists. People are like, you know, would love mm. to go to that game, Jordan. Like, you know, I know that you mm. don't like going to games, but <laughs> I go to more games than you think, my friends. Trust yeah, me. But, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, but what, what you do at Chelsea and West Ham is up to you, you know. Too soon, too soon, It's unusual that 10 minutes has gone by and I haven't heard you say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, you know what it is? I don't particularly have a particular opinion or, or view in it. So I'm just, when I don't have a vi- a view, which is rare. I shut my mouth. I just listen. The boys have got an opinion. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what that is. I think a big part of it is the opposition. I think it's easier to make noise and have an atmosphere when United comes to town, Chelsea, when Sheffield United and Burnley. Uh, it, it, there is an element of that, but I, I don't know what the what the the, the real reason is. I don't know what the answer is. But if I can start regarding this match with a, just just two positive, two negatives before I get to the positives. The first one is what a boring game. The game was, uh, at least being polite, the game was dead. It was, a, just forget that I'm an Arsenal fan, we're Arsenal fans. Just as a 90-minute spectacle, it was awful. It was it was really boring. Really, really boring. Not the first time um, this It's not the first time. And I remember saying in the Man United game, for 75 minutes, I thought that game was boring too. I didn't think that game was exciting. The game was boring. But, but, but anyway, but, but yeah. So it was, first of all, it was a really boring match. The second complaint I have, and I got battered on radio this morning for bringing this up because um, it may seem like a really minute, small, nitpicky criticism, but I, I don't think it is. It's the goal conceded, the dirty sheets. I'm telling you, we won the game 3-1. We were in no doubt we are going to win that game. We were in control of that game for the majority of it. I don't think there was any doubt we take three points in that game. I'm not concerned about the goal conceded because it could have led to an equaliser or, or put us in trouble. 
I'm thinking big picture. And our home record, I've got, I've not got the stats in front of me. I did it this morning. But our home record, clean sheet record, is not good. And I'm just, my big picture is next season, when we have to get a clean sheet at Burnley in March, in April, and we can't get that clean sheet, and we've got to score two or three goals to win a game, it's going to really, really hurt us. And I if think I, now is the time we need to go, go on. Go on if I tell you that if we did keep a clean sheet, I would have been top of the prediction league over the international break. Does that make it any better? Well, then now you mentioned that. I mean, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take the one goal from Burnley. I'll, in, in that case, I'll, I'll, I'll take it on this occasion. But, but, but I think the majority of the fan base would have preferred a clean sheet for the reasons that it is, it, people say, "Oh, you're nitpicking. If we won three-one, the game was never in doubt." I'm like, it's not about that. It's about the fact that I don't think the Emirates is a fortress. I don't think teams come to the Emirates and think to themselves, "How am I going to? Can we score?" To? I think teams know they might lose, but they can get a goal. And we've got to slap that out their mouth straight away. We've got to make the Emirates a place where teams are like, how the hell are we going to score? Never mind dealing with the Sackers, Martinelli's, Jesus's, etc. at the other end. So I just think it might not be a big deal now, but these one goals, two goals, and they're often cheap goals we're conceding. I'm telling you, if we don't sort it out soon, in the back end of the season when it really matters, it's going to hurt us. The, co- the two positives I want to mention, the control of the game, despite the fact the game was boring and we let, in a, we let in a goal, I thought we were in control. I thought it was a professional performance. And sometimes you need those kind of mundane ones to kind of get through, get three points, get the hell out, move on. I liked how we controlled the match. Jorginho, I thought, was really, really good in this match. Um, and I think he's been good for a while. And as someone that actually was a supporter of us signing him, I was happy when he came in. I'm also a little bit concerned about the fact that Jorginho is really good if you play him in certain games and not too many games. And whilst he's playing well right now, I have a slight concern that there'll be there'll be a time where he's playing so many games, his flaws and the things that are weak about him are, are exposed. He's very, very good if you need for particular games to do a particular role every now and again. If you're relying on him to play five, six, seven games in a row, I think he may have a problem. So whilst I think he was good in this game and he's been good recently, in a, the most polite way, I'm seeing him too much. <laughs> I'm seeing him a little bit too much. Um, and I know I know why he's playing, party's injured. I get it. But that's something that's slightly, again, big picture, that's, that's slightly concerned me. And I know James's mate, Zinchenko, finally as well, put in a good performance for the first time this season. I've yeah. decided I don't like him. I thought he was good on the weekend and I think he deserved the praise he got. But I've, I've decided now I don't like him. There's something about him that I just... You, you know, I feel about him the way I felt about Arteta as a player. I just don't warm to him. There's something about him. I just, I'm just like, I just don't like you. He's done nothing to me. He had a good game on the weekend. Last year, he was brilliant. I just don't like him. And I can't, I can't put my finger on why. But I want to be fair and say that he had a good game. He was very, very good and warranted his um his starting, starting, starting spot. Um, but overall, good three-one. We move. Let's start. Let's start on Zinni because he did, he was one of the play, um players of the game. James, you like him? Big fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know him. See, see, I don't know. But as a player, fantastic. I think he's um. I think he's a really unique player in our team. And we haven't seen it this season. And I get it because we haven't seen it. And Tommy Asu's been good. And with black fluidity, like, I think it's easy to forget what he did last season, how he, like, him and Arteta kind of reinvented the left back role. And I know everyone's going to go, Pep Guardiola did it before. He did it differently. I- I've never seen a fullback 
comes so into central midfield the way he did last season and then almost dictate games, control games from from, from defence, from left-back, from one of the most, like, you are, you're stuck to one air of the pitch to a degree, but he was kind of everywhere last season and we started to see that again in this game. Now, this is a good opposition for it, Burnley, because two things, they're in terrible form and have had a terrible start to the season and... They actually have a go. They play football, so they're going to allow you those spaces. They're going to allow you a chance to play through. But that's not Zinni's problem. It's a Premier League opposition, and he's got to do what he's got to do. And he did it really, really well. Um, I thought just the, the threading the you know ball through the lines at times, but also he was coming to the right uh, on occasions. That sort of little drag back to Saka in the first half was lovely. And then he gets his goal, and he takes that brilliantly. Um, I... I know a lot of people feel that if Arsenal are to win the league, you need better than Zinchenko. You need Timber Fit. You need proper defenders who can defend at left back. You need, you know, really complete players who you can rely on for fitness and you can rely on for, for physicality and, and, and all these things. And I hear that. I still think Arsenal's best chance of winning the league is a fully fit Zinchenko at his best. If he's in that team doing what he did last season, that is our best chance. Goals, win you matches, win you leagues. You're on mute there, Turkey. Sorry. Sorry, defensively? Yeah, he gets caught out, but not as often as some people say. I do think it's like, look, a West Ham poor the other day. I agree with that. You know, through the legs at Anfield. He's had his moments. There's no doubt. He's admitted to that himself. Um, I don't think he's as bad defensively as people think. I actually thought he had some really good moments defensively against Burnley, but I acknowledge that they didn't throw too much. Well, they had a go, Burnley. They, they genuinely did. Um, I just think if Arsenal have the ball and he comes inside and he does his thing, we can look we can look really, really good. Um, and and I, I don't know if everyone fully fit and at their best means he gets gets in it in Arteta's mind. But I would just I would just feel like when he's there and he's doing his thing, we, we go up levels. Can I just credit also as well? Sorry, Lee, just quickly. No. Um, I think Saka slightly had a really good game as well. I thought, mm. I thought, I thought we saw the sack of that. I think we want to see. I saw lots of clutches of moments in that game where I saw Saka at it again, and the head of it he won um, for the first goal. Yeah, um, was really impressive considering Saka's not an aerial presence or even tall. Um, I, I saw him running at his man. I saw him. I liked what I saw from Saka, and I've not seen that for a while. So, sorry, Lee. No, no. I thought I thought uh, Shinchenko defended really well yesterday. I thought he, he, I thought he played really well, and that's what you want to see from him. People say like, "Oh, you, um, well, it's only Burnley and all that." There was other players that didn't play well, um, you know what I mean? So you, I, I think you've got to look at him and go, "Do you know what? No, that's what I want to see from him." I thought he worked really, really hard. I like the way he he he, he takes a risk with his passing. Sometimes you are going to get cut out because there's like they're so. Uh, pinpoint and that but I thought he defend when he had to get back and defend he done well with his one-on-ones as well yesterday I thought he was really really good I thought Saka was good first half I thought he faded in the second half and well done Mikel taking him off I thought that was a, a good thing to do like you know and um, I thought um, I thought the front three um, worked hard yesterday like a lot of movement a lot we looked so much better with them with that sort of uh, Trossard, Jesus, sort of, you know, obviously Jesus is an upgrade on Trossard, we know that. But listen, Trossard's come in two goals in two games, very, very brave for the goal. And I thought, um, you know, we, we just look a better team when we play that sort of, you know, 
football where they can just move around a little bit more and and, and take touches and um, there's a belief when when the ball goes into the to the players that he's going to keep it and do a little trick here and there and all that like and I felt I felt very very comfortable all, all through the game I felt it was a very very enjoyable watch from that point actually I was, be honest I watched individuals yesterday more than the team because it weren't a great game I, I agree with what you were saying I did start looking at certain players and uh, and Jorginho was one of them um, Shinchenko was another and, and Trossard I thought I'd have a real good look at Trossard yesterday and I was impressed yeah, I think Trussard is probably the next person to talk about. But on on Zinni, listen, he, he had a great game yesterday, and he was part he was part of the the not I wouldn't say turnaround last year because the trajectory was headed in that direction. But I don't think people expected it to head into that direction that fast from fifth. Um, but he was a key part of that. But at the same time, some of the mistakes he made and some of the lapses defensively that he has in him, you know, did cost us at the business end of the season and. He had a great game, but there was moments at the end where what I mentioned before about the whole emotional stuff, it kind of showed again because, you know, Zinni, I, I forgot what happened. I don't know if it was a tackle or a clearance. And then he just turns to the crowd and just go, he's going mad. He's got, it's Burnley at home, bro. Just take hmm. it easy, man. It's not, it's, this, ain't, this ain't Braveheart. This ain't fucking <laughs> Anfield, you know, St. James Park, final day. Just take it easy, my bro. Like, it, it, I think he gets too emotionally charged at times. And I think at the end of last season, we saw that too with the, you know, with the, you could tell that the huddles and things, yeah, you know, sometimes they help, sometimes they work, but sometimes it was overused last season as well. So I feel like he's quality. He can be part of a squad, but I also think Timber comes in to replace him if, if, if Arteta has his way and the injury doesn't happen. So obviously defensively, those concerns, Arteta must have the same. Even with Tomiyasu starting... Mm as many games as he has for us recently. Mm. But yeah, Trossard, I mean, oh, I've been calling for him to start in Jesus's absence for a little while. And more often than not, when he does start, he he produces. I think I've seen something saying 600 minutes this season. He's got six goals and an assist. And I think 600 minutes works out to about six and a half games. Is this? No. Yeah, about six and a half games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or something around that. Trossard produces for us. And Jordan, you said Saka had a you know, better game than usual. I wouldn't say a great game, but he definitely had a better game than usual. I think it's the first, well, not the first time, but I think, again, Martinelli as well, a, a great game. Like, well, great, good, you know, good enough game for him, for his standard. Mm. Yeah. I think Trossard plays a big part in that. A goal, both goals in the second half comes from his cross into the box. He gets the assist for the first. The second one, Lance Zinchenko, who buries it. I forgot to even mention that finish because that finish was class. Top no, unbelievable was, finish. You know, but it was just mad. It was just mad. So credit to him because that goal did kind of kill kill off the game, especially mm. when the red card comes and whatnot. But Trossard was, in my opinion, the man of the match. He was a difference maker in those key moments. Like Jesus was against Sevilla. I think I look at Burnley and it wasn't an abundance of chances created again, but that's fine. Fan cam people, you can go get my thoughts on what that is. I'm not moaning about it anymore. <clears> if it gets us the bag, so be it. I don't care about good football. I care, I care about challenging, winning and competing. Um, but Trossard's quality, man. Trossard, he, he needs to keep he his... Was, he, he was very good. He was very good. Um, I, I personally don't... I'm not a big fan of the Force 9 position. Um, I never really have been. I get the merits of it. It's worked for us in, on many occasions. And, you know, I've scored some great goals because of it. I personally... Even if it's not going to be Inketia, I always prefer a number nine. I prefer a first striker. But 
Trossard, if we're analysing this particular game, the last couple of games, he's played very, very well. Um, and I wouldn't be upset if he kept the shirt. Um, I do think there's a there's a horse for courses, personally, where I think the opposition will dictate if you need a target man, which I think Eddie is more of, versus a, a striker that can be a bit more fluid alongside the, 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 the two players either side of him. But yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna ball for Inketia to start the next game. Is it? It's Trossard's shirt. Trossard. Trossard should stay with them. Should stay up front for for, for the club right now. But I, I just generally, I'm not a fan of the force nine, and that includes Jesus. Even though I like Jesus and I get the merits and qualities that he brings, I get why we play that, f- that formation. But if I was in charge, I would have a centre forward there. Um, would be my preference, but no, big up Trossard. Well, if you was in charge, you'd start Eddie. No, no, I'd start a f- centre forward. So even if it's not Eddie, I would start a centre forward. So I'm okay. saying the moment the form guy is Trossard, so I get it. I'm not going to fight that one and argue for him to not start. I'm just saying generally, there'd be I wouldn't have I a Jesus or a Trossard. Yeah, I'd buy a centre forward, sort of thing. So that would be my preference. But no, big up Trossard still. So. I, I, yeah. so go on. No, I was going to say Zinni was your man in the match, but I know Trossard's yeah. high praise too. I love Trossard. He, he for me, mm. is really, really smart business from Arsenal. They wanted Mudrik. Who knows what Mudrik would have become under Arteta. At the time, we felt he could do no wrong. Other signings suggested maybe he might have got that one wrong and it's not looking good at Chelsea. So Trossard comes in for £27 million. Incredibly versatile player because while Mudrik probably would have only played one position, he's played left, he's played false nine, he can play midfield for us as well. Now, I... This is not, it feels like every time we praise Trossard, people think we're criticizing Eddie. We're not. Just put the Eddie thing to a side for a sec. People can see how our wingers have been performing when Leandro Trossard leads the line because he treats that position like it, like a false nine. And I'm really surprised that I know some of the talk around Trossard, like, oh, he's all right, but he's not going to make a massive difference. When I wholeheartedly believe with a run of games, he can make a big difference, especially in Jesus's absence. I'm also, oh, sorry, that's my WhatsApp going off. Um, I, I'm also surprised that, I'm a little surprised in Arteta, you know. Eddie, Eddie starts the Champions League game if he's fit. And he probably, or may, maybe not that one, but he starts the weekend's one if he hadn't had the injury just had, but Trossard played so well, so he kept his shirt. And I'm surprised Arteta's kind of, let's call it what it is. I, I don't think that was a tactical tweak or wouldn't change anything. I think he stumbled on it. I think, you know, Eddie had a small injury, missed midweek. Trossard did well, kept his place. And he's, you know, brilliant, brilliant ball into the box for, for the goal for Saliba, scores to himself. I think he's kind of stumbled. I'm really surprised by that. He signed him. And he saw one impact he made when he played up front. And you can see the impact the guy's been making off the bench. I mean, I said against Newcastle, we had so little in attack. When he came on, I finally saw a drop of the shoulder. I finally saw a shot. Okay, it might have been blocked by five men, but at least he caused some chaos. And I'm, I'm really surprised Arteta, who signed the guy, and has had to use him quite a lot because of the Jesus injuries and Eddie had a little spell and whatever, hasn't wanted to trust him more. Because especially if you are going for... We use this word control. If you are going for a more controlled style of football where you'd rely more on the margins, you're going to give less to the opposition, but you're not going to throw as much at it going forward. Then don't you want the player who can do a lot with very little? Don't you want that? Don't you want the player that can just put it on Saliba's head like that from a corner? Don't you want the player who can just rifle into the top corner from nothing? Because he can do that. 
probably better than any other player in our squad. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm low key disappointed in Arteta that I'm seeing it work, and I'm, I'm kind of like, why didn't you start him at St James's? Why didn't he start the bridge? Oh, sorry, Jesus was fit. My bad. I, I am. I'm a little frustrated about it. I think. Look at the amount of trust he's invested into both Eddie and, and Havertz. And I'm going to include Havertz in this debate too, because I feel the same about, you know, certain other players. So last few weeks, I felt like, why hasn't Vieira, you know, got a start? But obviously he's got a red card. People will say, oh, what am I talking about? That's not the point. Um, he's invested stocks into both Havertz and Eddie. So I think he needs them to start producing something because he knows that, listen, later on down the line in the season, it doesn't get any easier. This is essentially, it, it's never easy in the Premier League, but this is the period where the pressure's kind of leased on. Because after this December period, well, coming up to this December period, that's when the real pressure of the Premier League starts. Getting through that December period, coming out still in a position to challenge for whatever you're challenging for, and then maintaining that challenge and seeing it out till the end. So I feel like with ha with Havertz and Eddie, I feel like sometimes what's the saying? I don't want to say the saying up right now, but cut your nose off to spite your face. Yeah, that is the that that's yeah. what I feel it is at times because it's against teams more often than not because Newcastle was probably the anomaly here, but it's against teams that even if I see Eddie starting or Havertz starting, I still expect to win more often than not. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate we didn't have Saka and Martinelli fit to start the City game. So both them, both Trossard and, and Eddie had to start that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, that lineup was I'm trying. I'm trying to think of others. I, I was with my mum and dad today having a sort of a chat about um, Eddie and Havertz. Um, just about like, you know, what what am I missing? What what Why why were Trossard and Vieira not getting the starts with those two were? And the only thing like we were kind of saying was... I have. I don't believe that you can just say the manager's always right. They know so much more than us. They see us in training, so the manager's always right. But let's take Kai Havertz, for example. I'm not starting a Kai Havertz bashing session. There's no need. We're winning games and he's in the team. But the only thing... I have to keep telling myself. He's starting games. Mikel Arteta spent £65 million on him. Thomas Tuchel loved him at Chelsea. Frank Lampard and other managers signed him and played him there. He starts for Germany... Bayern Munich and Real Madrid wanted him too. I must be missing something, people. And I, I you're muted again, Turkish. Um, I just said I know. That's all yeah. I said. I yeah, I, I, I know. And I wanted to hear everyone hear you say, I know. I must be missing something. Like, I mu there must be something, some data somewhere that is beyond your average football fan's understanding of the game that merits his place in the team. Because I am struggling. I'm really struggling to see it. But still, these players get opportunities over players that on the ball I see and believe give so much more. And I keep thinking, is it, and I'm not trying to do galaxy brain stuff, but is it something to do with their positioning, where they stand, make space for other players? They know where to be. Maybe they follow tactics better. Maybe they press better and they believe that the press is the foundation for everything else. I don't know. But there has to be something. There has to be. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I really wholeheartedly, sincerely mean it. I, I would love to know what it is I'm missing because I don't believe that Arteta can see some of the missed chances, the stumbles, the losing the ball in tight spaces and be that happy with it. So there must be something else he's really happy with, unless he believes that potential's through the roof and that it's worth playing through. Look, if it, 
if it works, it works. I don't, I don't know what the data is or whatever, but even if it is space creation, yeah, 65 million on a space create, I'm sorry, you can get someone in young in his career and mold them into that because it's about listening, you know, standing in certain spaces and whatnot. It's about listening to, to, to these. It, what if we're wrong? I, I don't think it is. Though, I don't, I don't, I, I take, I, I'm with you as far as there's a lot of money to pay for someone to do what seemingly isn't going to overtly affect the game's outcome, goals, assists, saves, tackles. I get that. But I don't think, and, and this is if, if James is kind of, theory that he's posing is correct in that some of these key players attributes are that are that they let's say it's a phrase for example they are very good at creating space that generates attacks down the other side of the pitch i don't know that's something that is a skill then knowing where to be i mean lee played at a decent level so lee can correct me or, or or not here but knowing where to be on the pitch is a skill. It's not just about following the ball. It's about being aware and understanding where I need to be that's going to impact my left back or my right winger. And I don't want to be pseudo pep and I know it feels like we're doing too much, but yeah, I I, I don't want to be Mr. Smart guy. There must be. I know you're laughing, Tex, and I agree I'm laughing too, but help me understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. We're winning games, we've had a good start. But I don't understand. Where where, where Turkish's kind of like um, dismissal is maybe valid in that is all of if that is correct, is that justifiable to start for Arsenal's eleven? That's a debate. That's the debate, maybe. But I think what isn't a debate is Kai Havertz. Clearly, as you're saying, James, he's bringing something. He's obviously bringing something. What we're here to debate is: is that something enough to be playing week in week out for Arsenal Football Club? The, the end of the day, he hasn't done too bad on the last couple of games. I thought, like you know, Newcastle was good. Um, Wednesday night he was was good. What you I don't like, yeah, those positive WhatsApp groups you're in because I can t- every time you know sometimes I can tell when Lee's been in a group, yeah, where they're saying these things. About no, no, I, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying be that, at your WhatsApp group, Lee. I, it, nah. <laughs> I, I think in the last couple of games he's done okay, but what what I'm saying, I don't need I don't need Mikel to turn around and say to me that he's been brilliant, he's been fantastic and all that lot because I've been watching him. He's certainly not been that, you know. Oh, he's been I'm I'm so pleased with him, like you know. Well, if you're so pleased with him, like you know, no wonder Eddie's getting bloody minutes in because like you know, uh, I watched Eddie yesterday by the way when he came on. He didn't work hard yesterday when he came on. I didn't see him busting the gut to get over to the full backs and chase down and everything like that. Uh, yeah, I, I look at you know I've, I've watched a lot of football. I don't, and I'm not being horrible. I know Mikel's a manager and all that, like, but you know he's a lot younger than me, and I've watched more football than he's ever watched, right? And I know when I I've seen a good player that. have a good performance, you know, what I mean, like, you know, I think fans, you know, don't don't insult fans by saying to him, oh, you know, he's been fantastic, he's done this and he's done that. You know, we've all watched a lot of games of football. You know, if you've had a good game when when a player's had a good game or not. So don't don't try and kid me with it. You know, he's done okay in the last couple of games, but he hasn't been magnificent. This is what I'm trying to say. What if he actually has and we don't get it? I know I know some of you come going. Let me stop you. Because I think you're crazy. Yeah, I, I know. No, no, I know. I I'm trying to understand Turkish. I don't get it. Oh, listen. God. We created so many myths for Eddie and Ketia, so many oh, myths no. for Xhaka prior to the last season he had, so many myths for Hector Bellerin. I mean, so many myths for all of the, a lot, not all, a lot of players that never 
proved it. I mean, earlier in the show, Jordan said, obviously, Eddie's, you know, target man. Eddie, don't you fire the ball into his feet? It, it's bouncing off out for a throw-in to the other team. <laughs> what target man is that? It's, these are myths we create. Now we've have it, so created that he creates the space for fucking rice to run into. Well, 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 well Turkish, you know what? You're, you're, you're right to mention you're right to mention rice because we're just we're debating what Havertz does. The people to ask his teammates. Yeah, the best people that should be asked. Be too nice. We're in this PR world we live no, no, in no, now. No, 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 I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not saying an interview. I'm saying Declan Rice's brethren from way back in school, who he hangs up with still now, off record. Yo, Kai Havertz, what, what, what are you saying? That's that, that's who I think you want to hear from. You want to hear from his teammates off record. What because Kai Havertz really and those those guys will be like, I don't get it, or they'll be like, slyly he does X, which enables me to do Y. They might they might even no. say they might even say, listen, in training he's unreal. We're just oh. waiting for him to unlock it on the pitch. I don't know. Listen, guys, guys, hold on. Let me just say something because I see you all getting wound up. No. I see what you see, especially Turkish. I'm not as positive about his last performances as Turkish as as Lee was. I see what you see. You see me huffing and puffing on the watch along going, oh, another another pass behind Trossard, another missed header, another... Trust me, I'm there. But that is why I'm asking the question because I can't watch what I'm seeing, take the information in the way I'm taking it in and then see him start and then see Arteta pick him. And I, I, can't, I can't just... I feel too arrogant going, I'm right, Mikel's wrong. You know, it's 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 doomed to fail. Now it might. Not every manager gets everything right, but this is a manager who has seen Pep work with David Silva, De Bruyne, Gundogan. He himself signed Erdegaard, Declan Rice, Thomas Partey. So he knows a good midfielder. So what is he seeing? What did Ancelotti in Real Madrid see? What did Tuchel and Bayern Munich see? What am I missing? And it's either something that we're never going to see. It's beyond my understanding of football, or it's. Actually, no, we agree he's not playing well, but we, there's a potential that we're willing to play him through till he gets there. Do you know what it is sometimes? I'll tell you what it is sometimes in football. Favouritism. You just see something, you just like something for whatever reason. No, no one can put your finger on it, why it is. I've watched him a few times, and Havertz, you're right. He missed a, a, a very, very good header on, <clears throat> on, on Saturday. There was a couple of times when he could have played the pass and he doesn't. You have a look at Arteta, it doesn't do anything. But I, I remember Pepe used to make a mistake, knock the ball out. He used to go mad. He used to go mad at him, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think there's sometimes there is a little bit of favouritism to, to certain players because um, if uh, if Martinelli doesn't do something quite right, you know, um, he's, he's on to his case and everything like that. I just think at the end of the day, look, listen, I, I played with a player once. I'm not going to mention his name, right? He done he was a midfield player, done nothing in the game like it. You know, it wasn't wasn't box to box, done that like. He always used to nick a goal, right? Uh, at the end of the day, you, you, how's he nicked a goal? But he's nicked a goal, you know what I mean? And at the end of it, you you, you have to hold your hand up and go, he's done something. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Lee, like, Lee's pissed off because Lee did all the running for him. Lee did all I've the running. I've done all the running, everything like that. He's dropped, he's missed the, missed the ball, he's miscontrolled it, he's done this, he's done that. Two minutes from the end, he's popped up with it, we won one there, and he, all the fans are going mad over him, like, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, when I look back at it, he, he produced something, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you know? 
and, and this thing about in training, I've played with players. We've all played with players. I've played with a player. I'm not going to mention his name. He was the best trainer I've ever played with. When it comes to games, he was crap. But it was just the way he was, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't. I, it's sometimes I, I look at a player and I think, yes, he's done this and he's done that. Like, you know, over. So look, listen, when Kalasinac first came to the team, I called him a tank. I thought he was the best thing since sliced bread. But after a while, I realised that he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm now watching Havertz and I'm thinking he was the, he was the part tank. That's what he was. Yeah, I, I, I don't really see what Havertz. You know, like. You're playing against Burnley yesterday, like you know they haven't won in nine games. This is this, you've got to show something against Burnley, surely, and he didn't. Yeah, and I, I know we're moving on. I, I just, I, I, fans can be right and managers can be wrong. 100%. Yeah, exactly. One one million percent. I want to just get that point out there. Yeah. For years, there were players that Arsene Wenger persisted with for so long, and I could not, for the life of me, understand why. And I like to think I was proved right because what did we win? What did we really compete for? Some FA Cups, which was great. But, you know, at the very top level, which Arsene Wenger believed these players were at. So managers can get things wrong, even the legends of the game. I'm just saying when Arteta <laughs> built a midfield that was so good last season and has worked with some great midfielders, and it's not just Arteta, but there was such a... Uh, a there was such... Demand is the word I'm looking for. Sorry, it's late. <laughs> such demand for Kai Havertz's services... I'm waiting. I'm patiently waiting. I'm not ready to write it off because something just tells me. No, I'm with you, James. I'm not writing it off. soon, James. I'm I'm with you. I'm not going too soon, but I'll tell you what, my patience is becoming a little bit thinner. It's not, yeah, it's not based on what I'm watching. No, (laughs) no. based on what logic is telling me. More hope. Sure. Ah, you know what? You lot can include him in this next question I have for you because we're going to keep it moving before we move on to... (laughs) <laughs> no, no, we forget man of the match now. This is more important stuff to talk about. I, I, I gave you the structure of the show, so you hopefully you've had a little think about it. Yeah, I've got a list of five players here. Like I said, you can add Havertz to it if you want to. He's also under 25, but Saliba, Rice, Oldegaard, Saka, Martinelli, hmm. all under 25 at the moment. Which one player for you, if he could play for Arsenal for the next decade, one player... And I'm asking this because there's a lot of conversation about Saliba. Is he world-class? Is he at that <clears> level <throat> right now? And I can't lie. For me, if there's one player, and I'll just get it going straight away, it'll be Saliba. I had a lot of them, and I love all of them. There's no, there's not a player on that list I don't love. Look at the way Rice has come in and just been man of the match probably for 80% of our games, if not more of that. So I love Rice. And Rice is probably our player of the season so far. But Saliba, the, the, the potential and ceiling that kid has, I think he could be one of the greatest centre-backs if he goes at this current trajectory. So for me, I had those players. If there's one we can keep for the next decade, nailed on, it's Saliba. Jordan. Uh, first of all, we don't have a world-class player, but we've got some players that could be world-class in a few years' time. Uh, I'd pick Saliba as well because I was close to picking Saka, but I picked Saliba because I just think that centre-backs with that potential and ceiling are very rare. Yeah. I think they're rare. I don't think you find centre-backs with that potential very often. I don't think wingers of Saka's quality are are rare. Um, I don't think Martinelli... Uh, I, I, I think of the, of the list of players, Martinelli will probably be bottom of, of my list. I, I rate him, but I don't rate him as much as Saka. Um, I think Rice's ceiling is higher than than his as well. So 
Um, I'd go, I'd go with Saliba, but um, he he just who was the fifth one? Saliba, Saka, Martinelli. Oh, okay, and Odegaard will be fourth. Yeah, Odegaard will be fourth. Um, but yeah, I I think Saliba just because I think him and Saka are on are on a par, if you like. But I just think that, like I say, centre backs of that of that that ilk. When was the last centre back we had of that quality, that standing? Sol Campbell. You're not wrong, and I think so, that I think you're right. Campbell. Saliba's a better footballer than Sol Campbell. Mm-hmm. I don't Campbell know yes, is, right is, he a, is he a better defender than than Sol Campbell? Mm. I mean, he's younger, so it's hard to compare. Yeah. But uh, I remember Sol Campbell at 20 years old. He has the potential to be. He has the potential to be. Oh, he does. But I remember Sol Campbell at 20. He was a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was a problem. Yeah, he's a big you know what I mean, he, 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 there wasn't a big gap between Saliba now and Campbell at 20 as well. So let's, go, let's was, put some. How old was on. Sol when he came to Arsenal? Well, Jordan probably says he's about 30. That's <laughs> 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 up to you. <laughs> he was just... about 26, mustn't he? I think he was, yeah. One of the great young defenders around 32. <laughs> hey, Akanji scored today, mate. Put some respect on his name as well. He got a goal today. Great he did. He let four yeah. in the back of his own net as well. Though. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. Hey, let me just say this. Chelsea, monster shift for the Arsenal this week. Thank you, Pep. Yeah, yeah tell us yeah. Uh, I've, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been eight, singing Blues to Callum all that night. Yeah, mate. You've done well with Chelsea. I've celebrated eight Chelsea goals this week. Eight times they've had me go. Come and on, they're still, and they're still mid-table. Yeah. <laughs> they're still, they're still... They're terrible, man. They're terrible. It's draws, Where though. were they before? Well, now nah, they were good against City, though. Like legit. They played well today. And I, I did think he was going to miss that penalty, didn't you? I, 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 I had no nah. confidence. But what's nah, the man? The it's really that, impressed me that. That's that that about him, man. Really it's impressed me. Cole Palmer, man. He's got the I, mentality, I, I think. Did, mm. I heard a Chelsea fan say today, so I never got a bit off, to, off topic here, but I heard a Chelsea fan say today, they think Cole Palmer is the player Kai Havertz was supposed to be. I, I, I wouldn't disagree, even though I think... I, I, and I can see it. I can see well, it. I, 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 think, I think I would prefer to have signed Cole Palmer than him, than, than ever. <laughs> I, really, I really do. I've been very, very impressed with him. Um, and I don't need Mikel to tell me that. Right, listen, so. back, to, back to the question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Lee, who, who would be your one? Do you know what? It's a real big... I've always been... I've, I've had some defenders and all that, but then they've been my favourites because I've been a midfield player and everything like that. So, like, I love it. I'm loving watching Declan Rice. But Saliba, for me, I, 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 as I said earlier on, he, I, I'm mesmerised by him, like, you know what I mean? Good Mesmer- man, good man. man. Thank you, well thank you. I've been at English well lessons this week. Um, <laughs> no, I have. I, I just, from from the first time I see him, he's got power, he's got pace, he he can defend. I also think what he's got, he's got intelligence as a footballer as well. He, he reads the game really, really well. Like Now, Tony Adams read the game very, very well, but if... Tony Adams had a weakness. It was probably his pace. I think that Saliba's got every attribute. He's got the pace. He's got the power. He's got the brain. Technically, a very, very good footballer. Uh, he's got a very, very good first touch. Um, and he, he can nick a goal. I, I just think that... I, I, I disagree with um, Jordan when I say about world-class players. I think Declan Rice is a world-class player. Oh, no I really don't. Oh, no I mean, well, that's my opinion, like you know. What I mean, you know, You're uh, um, in my opinion, um, I think he's up there with one as, as one of the best midfield players in and around that there. But I think that Saliba is a genuine class to be like the 
the best centre half in in Europe and the world. You know, I don't think Declan Rice will ever get to that, but I do think that Saliba Saliba could be the number one. Lee, he did something on Saturday that I didn't like. He got into a foot race. I've got the player's name, and I think he thought, "Oh, I'll be all right here." I've forgotten the player's name. Uh, yeah, I remember. And he made the sliding tackle to, to he make did, up he, d- he did, but that mentality of that slight complacency, I just thought, mm, you are quicker than him, but I think he underestimated how quick the guy was. Yeah. And I think Saliba in a foot race will beat most players. I just didn't like the fact that he clearly got a little bit complacent there. Mm-hmm. And on, on another day... Still learning, He's still learning. He is, he is. I'm, and I'm nitpicking here because I think his ceiling is incredibly high, incredibly, incredibly high. I just think that, I hope he doesn't start to think that because I know I'm so quick that I can afford yeah. to kind of like coast because it, it didn't look good. <laughs> it didn't look good at all. But that was the only thing I saw that I didn't like. James, free, free for Saliba right now, which I'm quite surprised about. Actually, I thought it'd be quite a mix of names, but so far, free for Saliba. Are you going to make it a full forever Arsenal house? I think I am. The hardest Rice. hard one because Rice is also like I, 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 that's probably the next one for me, which is surprising because I love Saka and Martinelli, and all the guards are captain and kind of the conductor of it all. It's crazy. You take uh, Rice for ten years before Saka. Sorry, James. I do. Yeah, it's it's in a position for me that yeah yeah I, I think I think Saliba and Rice are the closest to the world class bracket, even not there or thereabouts because the, the 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 pool is so poor at the moment in world football than anyone else on this list i i i think i think rice is today just above saliba but i think potential wise saliba will yes. I, I i i think all the extremely high praise that's been said i agree with all of it i also do think declan rice i think he's a unicorn man i just <clears throat> how many midfielders drive with the ball like he does through the heart of midfield like in the world that we know of okay maybe that's too maybe that's too common everyone but in the premier league how many people how many players carry the ball through the center of the pitch the way Declan Rice does no one Kovacic can Not De Bruyne so can there's quite a few obviously De Bruyne yeah oh, but them. The, the the um the boy at Villa does it quite well. David um Douglas Deweese, he drives through the middle with the ball really well. Um as I've, well seen as Tim, I've, I've seen no no, but you were just asking that particular skill. Sure, set, okay, who, fair, who, fine. who else does yeah. it? And there's 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 T Lemons did it at Leicester last season. There's players that do that. that. Okay, so let's put yeah, so let's put that there. Now, how many defend large amounts of space in front of a back four the way he does? Yeah, I saw Rodri getting run past a few times and I think he's the best six in the world for me and he, even last year with the debates around Partey and Casemiro listen Rodri right but defensively I don't know many sixes in the world better than Declan Rice defensively getting your body in the way covering large amounts of ground when we had 10 men yesterday none of this you know high line on the halfway line nonsense you know we got into a decent shape but Declan Rice was still he was pressing all the way up the pitch and then getting back and you thought Oh my word, he was just there pressing. How's he got back? And then you include for that that he's got a decent eye for goal. He could slot in a centre back six and at eight. I, I think he's an incredibly unique midfielder. I really do. Now, there are other players that are just masters of what they do and, and they are world class for that. But I don't know if there's many as complete as Declan Rice. I really, really believe that. But I think Saliba will edge it. Can I, can, can, let, let, let me. 
Jordan, is this important or is this, is this going to derail the whole thing? No, no, no. I was, I was going to just come back on James, but you, you go, you go, you go. You yeah. Go. Right, let me, again, the structure was there, so you knew this was coming. But at the same time, now we've all voted for Saliba, if we had to pick one for the next decade at Arsenal. Let me twist the question a little bit. Who's our most important player right now? And the reason I asked that is because last year at this time, I think if I asked this question, not just to you three, but the majority, I think Jesus would have been on that list. I think Partey would have been on that list and quite possibly Zinchenko would have been on that list and maybe even Aaron Ramsdale at the time. Now, when you look at, let's just look at through all those players. I mean, Jesus is out at the moment. He's been out quite a bit this season and we've won games. Partey's been out quite a bit this season. We've won games. Zinchenko, Tomiyasu's starting ahead of him now in, in some of the most important games for us. And Ramsdale's our second trace keeper all of a sudden. So who was, is our most important player now? Because I, I was just talking about him, Declan Rice. That's, yeah, that's why I would have thought you would have said Declan Rice. So you, you think if we pull out Declan Rice, it has the Rodri effect on Arsenal? Big time. Big time. Now, yeah. I think if Saliba weren't available for these last games and you play white centre-back and Tomiyasu right-back or, or, or swap them, listen, it's not Saliba, but I, I would expect similar results. I would expect we get a draw with that, but Stamford Bridge with that back four. I expect we put in a similar performance at Newcastle. I expect we beat Burnley and Sheffield United fairly comfortably and do our thing in the Champions League. With Declan Rice, like, I, I don't know, man. I've, 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 I've waxed lyrical, that's the saying, I think, about him. <laughs> Jordan is not happy about it. Jordan, we'll come back to this in a few years, and I think you'll go... Yeah, few, that few years, a few, few minutes, mate. Don't worry about that. We're gonna, we're gonna... No, oh, no, in a few years, you'll go... You're right, James. That was another Edison moment. Yeah. I should have, I should have loved <laughs> him more. Add it, add, 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 it to, add it to the list. <laughs> You'll go, he was our caca, really. <laughs> I'll tell you what with Declan Rice, and, and the biggest compliment I can give him is that I can safely say that we've, we haven't missed party as much as I thought we would do. We've missed party, don't get me wrong. But, like, do you imagine if he wasn't there? And, we, you know, that party makes... Football makes midfield makes it easy, but for me, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Like, take Declan Rice out of this team, we'd be uh, well, I don't know where we'd be. I, I just think he's got everything and he, and he covers so many positions. I also think he's making Jorginho play better because he's got his legs for him in there as well. Like, you know, he gets as, as James says, he gets across the pitch, up the pitch, down the pitch, physically very, very strong. I, I've just been so impressed with him, I really have. Like, you know, now. Now, I watch all the games, not just the highlights. That is why I know Declan Rice is top-notch. Are we voting from the five you named or the whole squad, Turkish? He's probably going to say Eddie. The whole squad, the whole squad. The whole squad. Um, I mean, you've, you've both gone for, you've all gone for Declan Rice. We did come second without Rice last year. Let's not forget that. We didn't like... That's because Parsi was there. Well, Partey is going to get my vote. I, I I think Partey is the most important player at the, at the club. Not the best player. Not the best player. But I think he's the most important player. Let me tell you why. I think Declan Rice as a as a six is absolutely phenomenal. I I'm I think he's brilliant. I think his interception, his perception of where the ball is, he, he's a his presence is insane. It's just like he's like a he's like a fifth defender. In, in, in that sense, I think his athleticism is off the chart. He gets up and down really, really well. 
I think his presence and personality on the pitch is imposing for the opposition. I think if you're playing against Declan Rice, I think you feel him. <laughs> I think you feel that there's a guy there that's a problem in front of you. And I think that is a that is a weapon. <clears throat> so I think as a six, I, I agree with where I do agree with James is, I think Rodri's number one. I think Declan Rice has got a very, very, very good shout to say number two in, in the whole of Europe. Where, where I have an issue with Declan Rice and a lot of people, a lot of Arsenal fans kind of hype him up. They're talking about, I've had this debate before, but we'll have it again. People talk about on the ball, he's technically brilliant. I'm not seeing that yet. Now, when I say on the ball brilliant, my definition is when the ball's at your feet, is he a threat to the opposition? Does he have a pass in him that can really hurt the opposition? When other people talk about at his feet, they refer to, I think, what you said, Turkish, driving through the middle. Let's, let's have it right. Driving 60 yards through the middle of the ball, most players can do that. That's not, that's not, that's not a skill that's befitting of a world-class player. What is befitting of a world-class player is, in the final third, as a midfielder, can you pick a pass? That Jorginho pass... Um, in midweek in, in the European game. That's what I'm looking for from Declan Rice. And I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm not saying that he won't do it. What I'm saying is people are saying that he has technical ability with the ball at his feet. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing a six that defensively is an absolute animal and has enhanced our, our shield and our defence times 10. As an eight, and this is why I think he should be a six, and I'd rather have him at six and Partey at eight, and why I prefer Partey, I think overall, I just think that Partey is better at more things, even though as an out-and-out six, part, uh, Rice might have a better shout in that particular position. I think Partey, I'm gutted he's not fit, because he, he's, he's, he's athletic, but I think on the ball, he's also slightly better than Declan Rice. Two years' time, Rice might be better. I'm prepared to concede that the, the ceiling is there for him to be better and I hope he does get better. But right here, right now, I'm not seeing this technically gifted player on the ball that everyone keeps telling me about. I'm not seeing that. And I want to see it and I hope I do see it. I'm not seeing that. So anyway, my vote goes to, to I think Thomas Partey is key. I think he is, I think he is the key to, to so much greatness that, that, that happens around him. I do think, though, you're being quite harsh because it, you... You are right, though. I wouldn't say if someone asked me to describe Rice, technical wouldn't be one of the words or main words I used. That's for sure. But it would it wouldn't have been one of the main words I used for a Roy Keane either, or in Golo mm -hmm. Kante, or mm -hmm. so I can name many great great midfielders. You know, legendary midfielders that have won multiple right. titles, and I, I kind of put Rice in that bracket of central midfielder. Same. You know, those players more so than a Andrea Perlo or a Javi, for example, who you know the passing you know levels is, is that's that's technical. But the fan base are telling me the fan base are telling me that he's got a pass in him. He's a great passer. And I'm Rossi, like, the fan base telling you that you know. Have all right, a, true, you know, true, great. true. All right, true, 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 true. true <laughs> I wouldn't listen to them too much. True, true. Yeah, I lead judges WhatsApp groups. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might lose your head. Um, for me. I'm kind of with Jordan. I think Partey is the, the level raiser. You know, if, if Partey steps in next to Rice, we step up a level. But equally, if Rice was out all of this time and Partey was there, I think if Rice steps in to, to partner Partey, it's a level raiser. So I think it's between Partey and Rice. And, and yeah, I don't know. We need him back, don't we? we oh, yeah. just we get kicked. Yeah, I'm telling you, Partey, Odegaard and Rice, that you midfield know, three is a problem. 
We had it in the last 15 minutes against Man City and look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Level raiser. That's what it was. Yeah. Party coming yeah. up. We just, the... just leveled it up. It just put us up that bracket, didn't it? Yeah. yeah uh, had... It could so be very, very important for us because the, the latter part of the season is going to be fresh, isn't he? Who knows? He's had surgery party. So, so the hope is that he's had this in the hope. He had it a few weeks ago, apparently, hoping he'll be fit for the, the start of January. So Do you think he he'll miss be... AFCON? Hopefully. I, I, you know what I was talking about this today? I'm not bothered if he goes on the AFCON. Give him some, let him have minutes out there, like, you know what I mean? Because we want to, where's he going to get his minutes? So, like, I don't I'm not want him going out there and getting some, some, some minutes under his belt without the pressure of, Playing for us, so I, I wouldn't as as see they can be sensible with it as long as they can be, yeah, yeah, they're sensible with it. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't see it as a bad thing. Yeah, Tur Turkish, you asked me on the full time show after we lost to Newcastle, do I still think we'll win the league? And we'd obviously lost and all that. And I said, Look, I do, but if if these players come back fit and we're going yeah. to this international break, level with Liverpool and a point off City, I think we've had some look, we've had Burnley, Sheffield United, Forest, Fulham at home, we've had those four games, but I think we've also had seven really awkward, tricky ones in there. Ones that I'm really glad we got out of the way and we are right in the thick of it. You know, we started this last game with Havertz, Jorginho, Rice on midfield three. That wasn't the midfield that started last season. It was Erdogan, Partey, Xhaka. It's a complete mm -hmm. flip. To, to be in the hunt and in the running with Timber, Partey, Jesus, all of them still to come back and hit their best... <laughs> That, that gets me really excited. So I just really hope we can get these people out. I probably believe it now more than ever. If we keep these guys fit, we are absolutely yeah. in with a massive chance. Yeah, also, what's key, just briefly as well, is what's what's finally, what's key as well regarding Partey is, does he want to stay at Arsenal? Because there's lots of reports coming out that he would like to move on and, and move club. I think if we get a Partey fit, but also focused... Then I think we can do we can do bits, but I I, I just I, I'm not convinced because he, he wants to move in the summer, and I just wonder if mentally we've got a party that wants to be here, or if he's just kind of just like going through the motions to try and get himself a move in the summer or even January. I don't I don't doubt that. I know there's been rumors about how happy he is, but I haven't seen anything concrete to say he's not unhappy. Yeah. If I'm honest with you, it has didn't kick up a fuss in the summer. Yeah, I don't see him as as one of those disruptors, but. Um, we are passing our people, so we're going to slowly but surely move into the prediction table, comments of the day. Before we do that, a couple of questions there for you guys too. It's not only for Jordan, Lee, James and myself to answer. Out of those five players, all under 25, Saliba, Rice, Odegaard, Sakura, Martinelli, who will be the one confirmed, signed, sealed, delivered, stays with us for the next 10 years for you? And obviously, off the back of that question, who is our most important player right now? If it differs or not, just let us know in the comment section. We always do comments of the day. We always scroll through the comments. There's always hundreds to go through. So love for the love. We really appreciate it. I really appreciate the engagement. We all do, hence why we do comments of the day. But we have got a prediction table to put up. None of us got the correct score. You know, we all predicted an Arsenal win. None of us got a correct score. Like I said to Jordan, if Bernie didn't score a goal, I would have been top of this table. But here we are, same as people. So for the, well, for the audio listeners, Lee's smiling a lot right now. But I'm going to get into the table. For the audio listeners, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all of that, we are also on those platforms. So make sure you go show some love there because sometimes this comes out first on the audio platform. So, you know, you might catch an exclusive once in a while. But, yeah, let's move. 
19 games played, 19 predictions made. In first place, we have... In second, we have Jordan. One correct score, 13 points. In third is myself. Two correct scores and 12 points. James is in fourth. Also 12 points. One correct score. And for the audio listeners, if you wanted to know who that was making a noise in the background, unprofessional as always, it's Mr. Lee Judges. What are you, 12 years old? Come on. Well, it's all right in muting me, isn't it? When he comes to saying naming, naming the team, he goes off air like that. I mean, doesn't, it's not right. I, I, I heard him. He said your name. No, yeah, did he? No, he didn't, James. Yeah, he did. I'll tell you, what, you heard right? him, Jordan, what right? What I said for Thursday night, Jordan, I, remember when we had the I conversation? Heard you, I heard you say, I heard you say his name. I'm just doing my job, James. I'm Jordan, just remember what I said? There to, to back me up. I do, Lee. I do. I do. It's, happening, know, it's, happening, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, we know. It's happening. Apologies for any audio issues, people. You know, if audio does cut in and out, then, you know, it is not on us. Sometimes the James internet... James backs him up, look. It yeah. gets like that. It gets like that. There's this algorithm. It mutes bad words. So, mm. <laughs> uh, cool. Comments of the day. Never everyone on the technical show. Right? <laughs> I would never dare utter your name on the tactical show. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Have we all got comments of the day ready? Oh, yeah. 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 Go on. I had to leave mine uh, till today. I had, a, I had a few more because, uh, but, but um, I've, I'm going with it now. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You know why? Yeah. I'll I'll go first. Can I just first of all just thank all the commenters, all the people that commented in that were very complimentary about my partner. Um, I don't know how you saw her in the four seconds that she was in shot, um, but yes, she yes she yes she is stunning. Yes, I am punching, and no, you can't have her number. Yeah, so let's just end that one right there. That um, yes, that is real. I'm not okay that well, that's, that's, that's my comment. Jordan has gone. Jordan has gone too far, bringing in paid actors to make himself look good. <laughs> oh, my God. But what do you mean, though? Like, she's not a ghost. Like, she came on screen. What do you mean? I don't know how people got to see her with four seconds. She, she, like, she, was, like, in shot. she wasn't even, like, in shot shots. Yeah, like, right. didn't, you didn't even say thank you for your cup of tea as well. I noticed that. You didn't even say thank you. Did not say, oh, shame. shame, yeah, shame. Very oh, right. Right. You, know, you might lose it soon. So, you, <laughs> bro to bro, brother to brother, my guy. Listen, you say fix you. up. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. I think it's crazy that with all the highlights you've watched ever, you just don't know the pause button exists. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> you wanker, move on. Oh, come on. Um, all right, let me get mine in. Mine's from Luke McCoy. Honestly, big up all of you guys. Absolutely love this podcast. I don't miss one. And you all make me in tears for laughing so much. Seriously, much love and much respect to you all. Arsenal till I die. 30 years been supporting this club and put me through so many emotions. I'm 34 now. Much love for you, Jordan, James and Lee for creating this podcast. Love that. That's lovely. That is lovely. There were some really, there were some really nice ones. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, I'll come in with this from um, Shafter, who um, now I think this is a reference to something Lee Judges has done on a recent fan cam, and United View picked up on it. And if it's not, then I'm sorry, but that's exactly what I'm turning it into. (laughs) It was okay. He comments. (laughs) He comments. Turkish done okay. Jordan, done okay. <laughs> James, done okay. 
believe smashed it with the three points today. <laughs> that is brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> I, I gotta say, flex, flex. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Big up flex. Check, up flex, check him man. out. Also, the tie. Um, yeah, nah, incredible. World class. Incredible. Absolutely incredible, right? You know. Very good. Like we went, and, we went and visited him in the in the studio the other day. Me and me and Turkish. He's okay, by the way. He's okay. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> Go on, Lee. What's yours? I, I've gone for Perth Aussie Gunner. This pub makes me feel part of the Arsenal family all the way over here in Australia. Never miss a show, and Lee's just the main guy. Everyone tries to knock him, but he just laughs with them and climbs to the top of the tree. Well done, you all. It sounds an awful lot like a comment you read last week. No, yeah. no. and I, I've gone for that one because Did you um, I actually uh, I was top of the tree. I, I might have lost my place this week, like you know what I mean. So, oh, and no, I should have gone for my usual free one. Why did I? You see, people, when you ask yeah. me why I don't do clean sheet, there you go, free one. It would have got yeah. me the number one. Unlucky, spot. unlucky. But it is what it is, Lee. Keep no, it by the way, just check out those two. Uh, if you ever go on the stream, when they find out that oh, I did get the two 0 win, like, you know I, mean? like <laughs> I saw it, I saw it, absolute I scandal. I'll show you what, like, you know, it was told on here, you know, that it was two 0 and oh my, I've never seen a a watch along or a stream change its mood so quickly. Yeah, it was bad. It was pretty. Yeah, it was bad. Thank was, you, Jordan. Thank you. I was, I was devastated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, oh, we put dear. Jordan first that got it right and we was upset enough and then when we got there with leave, he was like, fuck, you know, it just got worse. <laughs> but, yeah, here's what it is. Long season, it's only game week 12, only 19 games played. We're going to be here every week in between every Arsenal fixture and there'll be us for, well, for as much as possible. Obviously, there'll be breaks in between for some of us. But big up Lee, James, Jordan, as always. Big up every single one of you over an hour. And I didn't think it would be, but... You know, considering it was Burnley, light win and no predictions to make or next game to talk about because we will be in the yeah. next week to talk about the next game. Don't forget that. But yeah, a couple of good conversations there. Hope you enjoyed. Hit the like button, people. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Make sure you're subscribed. Put the notification bell on and love for the love, people. We're out. Peace. Podcast Network.